Good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Film Focus, episode 82, the review for Toy Story 4. Ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, Hypersonic55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And yes, we're back. After an unnecessary amount of time away, I am back. Apologies for taking so long, but literally in the time I was getting ready to do the next episode, long before Toy Story 4 was coming around, I caught a cold. It was horrible. It took my voice. And believe me, I know that there's a number of people out there that can do podcasts with, you know, gravelly voices or, you know, stuffy nose and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think it would have sounded all that sexy, to be honest. And yeah, I had just about recovered from it last week. So now I'm 100 percent. I'm ready to go. And uh, yes, hopefully everything will be going back to normal. Fingers crossed. But yeah, enough about my uh, personal life. You're here for reviews. And today we're talking about a film I've been cautiously hopeful about for many many months slash years now toy story 4 now you've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast beforehand but yeah i really like the toy story films especially two and three toy story the original i'm not sure if i ever did see in cinema or not but i do remember seeing it on vhs you know a few years afterwards but toy story 2 is one of my all-time favorite childhood movies once we got down vhs me and my sister watched that all the time to the point where I can still quote that film in many different areas and Toy Story 3 as I've said on numerous occasions is one of the best third parts in any trilogy I've ever seen there's only a handful of trilogies in the world of films that have ever been that consistent and ended on such a good note and that would have been the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Bourne series before Jason Bourne came out we don't count the Jeremy Renner one that trilogy between Identity to Automaton was a solid series and while I don't believe that Jason Bourne is that bad of a film it definitely sort of tainted that quality and consistency that you had with the first three films so with Toy Story 3 ending the way in which it did in such a perfect emotional and beautiful fashion even after re-watching all three of the films prior to watching Toy Story 4 recently I watched all three of them and the emotional impact of 2 and 3 still holds up so well I was blubbering like a little fool. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just like, what are they going to do with Toy Story 4 that's really going to engage me? And after, you know, those little uh, teaser trailers with, like, you know, some of the character introductions and stuff like that, the first trailer came around, I was like, yeah, Toy Story 4, it looks kind of cool. I'm still very curious as to what's going on. Oh, uh, well, look, Bo Peep's come back, but she's pretty badass. What's going on there? So... I was hopeful purely because they wouldn't have brought this series back unless they had a story to tell that, you know, had the same sort of consistency and emotional resonance that came with the previous ones. And with Tom Hanks talking up how good it was saying it made him emotional and stuff, I'm like, okay, well, if it's Tom Hanks saying that, then there must be something good going on with this film. So at the current time of this recording, I saw Toy Story 4 on opening day and it's made north of 239 million as far as i'm aware i still haven't looked up the consistent numbers but it seems like you know people uh people are down to watch another toy story film which is fun 
Um, so yeah, what did I think of the movie? Well, I will tell you in this review. So as per usual, we'll talk about the story, characters, presentation, and then the overall conclusion. So without further ado, let's jump in. So the story of Toy Story 4 finds our gang enjoying the new lives with Bonnie after the events of the last film. And while she is at her first day of kindergarten, she's a little scared and apprehensive to interact with the other kids. So she creates a new friend for herself in the form of Forky, who becomes her new favorite toy. However, when she's on a road trip with her family, Forky escapes, so it's up to Woody and the gang to help retrieve Forky before it's too late. And that is, you know, essentially the story of the film without going into the area spoilers. And the first thing I will say about Toy Story 4's story is that, thankfully, it's not a waste of time and it justifies its existence. I think a lot of people were, you know, apprehensive about what kind of story Toy Story 4 could tell after it concluded in such a really great way in Toy Story 3. But this film finds a way to tell a story that feels familiar and yet new at the same time. I thought it was pretty good. Now after Toy Story 2, there's only a certain amount of ways that the story could have progressed for the toys. And luckily, 3 springboarded off of the themes and ideas of number 2 and delivered a wonderful and powerful tale which concluded Andy's story. And so, 4 does a few new things differently when it comes to the setting and some of the character related stuff but the core themes relating to children growing up transitioning in life being a toy and being surrounded by your owner having a sense of purpose and the fears of being lost and abandoned is still very much intact and this film also looks at the fundamental natures of toys and asks important questions like if a toy has no owner then what is its function and what kind of life a free toy can have if it lives out in the wild and all of these things are tackled in a really interesting and insightful manner. The best thing I can say about this film is that it felt consistent with the last one and it doesn't tarnish what came before. And there's some extra clarification for some of the events that happened in the past and when it comes to the dramatic moments, when it worked, good gravy it worked. And while I wasn't shedding tears like I was in Toy Story 2 and 3, the emotional moments did get me on a few occasions where I'm just like, oh gosh, there was some really wonderfully crafted beautiful moments that had me almost shedding tears again um, but one of the things I didn't expect for this film was how funny it was the jokes came consistently and fairly swiftly and it definitely has something to do with two of the specific characters that I'll talk about in a bit but I didn't expect this film to be as funny as it was the jokes came really quick and were snappy and whether it be physical or verbal based jokes they were just really really good Alright, now it's time to talk about the characters, and I believe that they were all handled fairly well. The interesting thing about Toy Story 4 is that it happens to handle a great number of characters, with the establishing cast returning, but there's also a great number of new characters who were introduced during the story of this film. So this film has to do a really tricky balancing act of giving a lot of the OG characters stuff to do while introducing these newer characters and making them feel relevant and for the most part everything sort of works out. Now there are a number of the OG characters who don't get as much time in the spotlight but I think just due to the nature of the story that's just the way it had to go down but everyone has relevance and when they work they work pretty well. So I wanted to start with Woody specifically because at the center of this film, it really is his story. Now, Tom Hanks, he is one of the most delightful, amazing actors who have ever lived. And for the most part, I have seen him in numerous movies and he's never let me down. And in this film, he pretty much gives a performance that is just top tier. 
very consistent with what's come before and you can just hear all of the emotion in his voice whether he's doing something comedic or something a little bit more like you know powerful now like i said before this is woody's story and while he has definitely been the focus of the previous films this film is especially focused in on him as a lot of what happens with the characters in the plot revolves around him and his actions and Woody is a character I've always liked for his courageousness, upbeat and funny demeanor and his willingness to never give up in the face of adversity. That being said, he's also very insecure, selfish and impulsive and those are aspects of his character I didn't really notice until I was older to, you know, fully appreciate and see him for who he is in all of his, like, you know, his different elements. And while some may find his actions and feelings to be, you know, frustrating or annoying, I can't help but relate to him and find him enduring in a lot of ways. And I think this film really gets to the core of Woody's being and you understand why he is as he is. And it's just handled in such a beautiful way. Beyond that, you have some of the other characters like uh, Tim Allen and Buzz Lightyear. He's still really good. Buzz is a character I've always liked. And I feel like even though he had an interesting part to play in Toy Story 3, he felt a little absent. So this film gives him a little bit more to do and he has a lot more comedic moments. And there are just some really cool and interesting callbacks to like earlier movies that, you know, will resonate with you if you've seen, you know, the Toy Story films from the beginning. And yeah, Buzz was really good in this film. Him and Woody have some really beautiful, powerful moments in the film, which is great. But I think one of the really good returning characters is uh, Annie Potts as Bo Peep. Bo Peep was a character I quite liked in the older films. She was, you know, just there, but she had this special relationship with uh, Woody. And when she, you know, was announced to have disappeared in Toy Story 3, I was like, well, bloody hell, man. That definitely has an impact because she was one of the OG toys in the first two films. So in this film, you find out what happened to her and how she ended up where she is and see how she's changed not only her outlook on life but also in terms of her personality but you also see her and Woody have like their moments together which is fun interesting and leads to some really dramatic moments and Annie Potts she hasn't lost a step she definitely has a little bit more like you know charisma because uh you know Bo Peep was just a fairly relaxed and you know chilled out kind of person she just had a very soft and calm demeanor but this one just has a little bit more urgency to her I guess because of like you know the nature of the stuff that she's seen and the situation she has to deal with but Annie Potts was really good in the role and then there's the new guy Forky played by Tony Hale now I thought this guy was gonna piss me off but you know what he's actually quite funny very charismatic strange and because he is essentially a toy that was created out of you know just random bits and bobs as opposed to a toy you buy from the store He's not fully aware of like his significance and he just thinks of himself as trash. So he has to, you know, sort of navigate his way through the world, learn about things, and he has this interesting relationship with Woody that goes throughout the film in a really interesting way. And for the longest time I didn't really pay attention to his voice until about I think maybe half an hour in where I'm like, I know this voice. And I'm like, oh my god, it's Buster from Arrested Development. I love this. And yes, once I found out that Forky was Buster from Arrested Development, my investment in Forky's character went up by like 10,000. I was so pleased. And now I think it's time to talk about like pretty much the scene-stealing characters in this film. We gotta talk about Ducky and Bunny, voiced by Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Now, 
those guys were really really fun from their first introduction as these characters in that second Toy Story teaser trailer I think but they absolutely kill it in this film when they show up it's immediate who they are and I thought at first because their personalities are so charismatic and in your face that it would overpower the film and just make them feel out of place but as the film goes on you just they just start to blend in very very well and they lead to some of the most hilarious moments whenever they're talking about these weird scenarios or you know they're just doing their back and forth or interacting with some of the other characters they have just this wonderful repertoire there's great back and forth this banter that just works and it is just delightful they are the main reason that i ended up laughing and like you know just enjoying myself with the humor as much as i did they they are bizarre mad strange and all sorts of funny on top of that you also have christina hendrix as gabby gabby who happens to be the villain for this film and I liked her. She was pretty good. She plays a different kind of villain when compared to the previous ones that we had in the, uh, in the Toy Story series. And um, while I don't feel like she's as memorable as some of the previous ones, I feel like this kind of villain worked for this film fairly well. And um, Hendrix just did a really good job with the uh, role in this one. And Keanu Reeves as Duke Kaboom. Good gravy. What a guy. So much fun. He has so many great wonderful funny moments and it just adds to this Keanu Reeves renaissance that we're having at the moment now I know a lot of people are just like you know starting to get tired of people going on about how great Keanu Reeves is in 2019 but I can't help it he's fun he's great and he does so many great things for this role uh, Duke Kaboom is just this really fun character and just some of his lines exchanging with the characters some of his like you know was it action set pieces amazing and his backstory really good and the rest of the cast are handled pretty well there are some interesting voices that are attached to certain actors but i'm not going to tell you what those are because you know that leads into the spoiler territory but suffice to say they all did a pretty good job all right and now it's time to talk about the presentation and from a visual and audio standpoint this film is pretty darn good now, as per usual with Pixar films, the visual presentation is near flawless, and while Toy Story 3 was already a damn impressive film for 2010, this film just enhances the detail by a good chunk. The interesting thing is that, much like The Incredibles, you have the core foundations of the visual design still intact, especially when it comes to the characters, but it's just the extra level of detail that's put into it everything just looks so much more realistic has that extra level of polish characters have like you know is it just really good reflections things are shiny clear and crisp the extra level of detail in like you know the stitching textures of like you know was it hair and um you know clothing and all that sort of stuff is just really really good it's just the minute details you'll find your eyes just drifting to like you know was it say uh jesse's hair or gabby gabby's like the little skirt thing or you know was it seeing how shiny bo peep is as opposed to like what she looked like in the 90s everything looks great and the human characters have never looked better with the extra amount of detail in their skin and hair and the animation in general just is so smooth and vivid and charismatic and the colors the colors are so vivid and beautiful it's just a delight to look at 
these guys at Pixar now, they've basically perfected their craft to the point where it almost looks like they're not trying anymore, and yet they still find ways to make things just look A1. Damn good. Alright, and now it's time to talk about the film score, and once again, Randy Newman returns and does a good job at continuing the great sound that he he helped craft in the previous films. Now, I think this score mainly works because he borrows a lot of the specific pieces of music from the previous films, but at the same time, it didn't feel like it was bringing much new to the table. And don't get me wrong, there are certainly new songs in there that definitely work when they do, especially during some of the emotional moments towards the end, but I found that this film score just didn't hit me with the same sort of like, you know, is it epic moments that the previous films did beforehand. And so that leads us to a conclusion. What did I think of Toy Story 4? Well, I had a good time with this film. It was thankfully a really fun and special little film that built on the foundation of the previous ones and found ways to be different and familiar at the same time. How much you enjoy this film will depend on how open you are to the idea of this film existing. In an ideal world, I would have preferred to, you know, just have Toy Story as a trilogy and that being that. But considering how badly this film could have ended up, Pixar did a fine job at continuing the series. But here's the thing, I hope that this is the last film in the series, because after this one, I don't think the series can continue in the same slash conventional way that we've seen beforehand. Plus, I don't think fans would be that interested in another entry, because by the time you get to the fifth film in an entry of a series, especially in the world of animation, things start to feel tired. That being said, we are in a current era where we are seeing certain film franchises like say the Mission Impossible series or the Fast and Furious series or even the MCU even though that's not the same sort of consistent number series but you get my point of franchises going past the third entry and still being consistently or you know is it progressively getting better with each new entry. So there is still a chance because Everyone thought that Toy Story was over with number three, but we got number four, so there is a chance, I don't want there to be, but there is a chance that there could be a Toy Story 5 on the horizon, but considering how nicely this one wraps up the bow, especially considering some of the story and character implications, I don't want no more. Let it end. Let it die. Let the past die. Yeah, if you get that reference, I had to say it. But yeah. Toy Story 4, really solid, you should watch it. Now, if you have seen the film, let me know what you thought about it in the comment section below. How do you think it compares to the previous ones? Did you think it was a good you know, continuation of the franchise, or do you think they should have stopped at 3? Let me know again in the comment section below, or holler at me via the email at thehypersonic55 at gmail.com, or at Twitter where I'm at hypersonic55 or at filmfocus55. We are on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. <laughs> um, yeah, SoundCloud iTunes, and um, there's one other place, but I can't remember where it is right now. <laughs> um, yeah, if I do remember, I'll put it in the uh, you know description below. But yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for you know coming back and uh, checking out the podcast. We have numerous things going on at the podcast that I will eventually get done, hopefully soon, because um, I'll be traveling back home in a few weeks, back to the good old UK, so that should be fun. Uh, hopefully I'll still be able to keep things consistent for you. But yeah, we'll cross that road when we get there. Anyway, thank you for listening again, as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace. Peace.
Thank you.